live from St. Louis, Missouri, it's the Technically Speaking Podcast. Brought to you by Doherty Business Solutions. Get ready, because it's time to talk nerdy on the Technically Speaking Podcast. Hey, we are back here at Agile Midwest, and across the table from me is John, who is jamming. He's uh, <laughs> nodding his head. We got two Johns. We're just... <laughs> We, we just might let this go. Let's just let the music go. We'll just jam. Oh yeah, I'm digging this too. for the for the next uh, you know five ten minutes. We'll just <laughs> we'll just listen to this music bed over and over. So John, you uh, thank you for coming. John sure. Kalopton, he is uh, he's speaking today at the Agile Midwest Conference. He is a rookie, but that doesn't mean he doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> he uh, he knows what he's talking about when it comes to uh, to Agile. And actually, your your uh, session kind of uh, hits close to my heart because I, I love music. I'm, I'm a musician myself. Sure. So um, this whole idea of, uh, of, of music and Agile. So your topic kind of, um, uh, kind of comes at it uh, from a hip-hop perspective. Sure. So I, I love your bio. I'm not a player. I just scrum a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, the shortest bio I think that I saw, but also <laughs> I think the one that, uh, that, that I most enjoyed. So, um, so you're, you're kind of talking about uh, the whole lifestyle of agile. So, um, not just it's not a concept of just being, but it's a concept of or a concept of doing, but it's a concept of being. So, sure. talk a little bit about that and how uh, how hip hop and agile kind of marry together. Sure. So, it, it this all kind of came together for me in a kind of a backwards way. Um, I was working for a company, was going through an agile transformation, and you know I dug it. It was cool. Um, but it wasn't really clicking, you know, like some of the concepts. It wasn't until uh, I was listening to, I was actually driving the way home and I was listening to a song on Spotify, my playlist. And there was a, a line, actually, that's going to be my presentation that just resonated with me. It really captured what the spirit of Agile was about. And ever since then, that's something that's just been really opened my eyes and starting to see things, you know, for like this concert, conference, for instance. Um, there's going to be user story sessions. There's going to be people talking about different aspects of Agile. But what my presentation is more about is seeing things in the world that can actually influence how you think and apply it to you know, Agile transformations and just the whole mindset. So that's kind of where it, it kind of came from. And so the more I listen to, the more... And I'm an old school hip hop guy. Okay. So a lot of the stuff is going to be probably from the 90s, maybe a little bit of early 80s. But um, the more I listen to it, and started actually really listening to the lyrics. You see some things that it's like they knew about Agile. It's, it just kind of blew my mind. It's a lot of things they're talking about um, just really resonated. And I, I think that's kind of what I want to share with people is that not just you know, music or hip hop per se, but anything, any experience you have can really help you understand what it means to be Agile. Yeah, I think I was talking about this offline with somebody, and, and uh, it's, it's amazing how far Agile has come because it, it came, the roots that go back to software development. Mm -hmm. um, I was in grad school at the time, maybe back in 2013 or something like that, and I was in a project management class. Yeah. And so we had to choose a project management uh, topic, and I chose Agile, mm -hmm. which at the time there wasn't really a lot of stuff written about it. I could see the principles applied to it. I just had a kind of a general interest in it. And, um, you know, and so now, like, between that time and now, mm -hmm. uh, you just seen Agile kind of swallow everything. I mean, uh, at, the, at the Agile conferences, you'll see, what, uh, improv people and, and yeah. how improv really meshes with, with Agile. And I can see, you know, from improv comes, you know, freestyle hip-hop. Yeah. And you see a lot of the Agile guys who do the freestyle hip-hop. So mm -hmm. that all kind of, 
comes together. Do you do you do that as well? Badly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was never um, very good at that. Um, back in the day, I played in some bands. Uh, I played guitar and sang, and uh, it was kind of more like this kind of funk hip hop thing. And then, you know, as you grew up and got a real job, that kind of just became a hobby. So I don't really do that much, you know, just in my room myself. But um, but yeah, I mean, like you were saying, a lot of a lot of uh, improv. I know there's going to be some improv here tonight. Um, but a lot of things have influenced not only just how people look at Agile, but Agile itself. And I, I think that's really cool. It's just, you know, would, with what I'm trying to do is just add another part, another layer to that whole piece. Mm-hmm. So you are a scrum master. Yes. You're at NetFX and Panera? Well, I contract for NetFX and okay. currently I'm with, uh, with Panera. So how do you bring some of these principles then to your actual job, your job life then? Well, one of the, uh, one of the exercises that I'm doing in the presentation, uh, I actually tried out, I was with Enterprise like th- until three weeks ago. Okay. So <laughs> one of the things I tried out with the teams I was working with, this is what I'll be doing in my presentation, it's uh, something that's called uh, Burn Down Beatbox. And it kind of shows you how, instead of thinking of like the burn down chart as a visual representation of how you know, work is flowing, it's more about thinking about how music so thinking about musically, and so what we'll be doing is thinking about your your planned work will just be like a basic beat, but then when you actually start doing your work throughout the course of the sprint, you know things change. You have to adapt, and that's where you get these complex beats. And it's not just a simple one; it you know it constantly will change. And so one of one of the things I'm gonna be challenging people with is basically ha- they're gonna have to be beatboxing. Mm. So that's what we do in the in the uh, uh, in the session. But that's one thing I, I kind of experimented with. And it's not only is it a good icebreaker, but it really helps people to understand in a different way about how um, how we look at burn down charts, but also workflow and that type of thing. Yeah, I, I need to get a camera in, in that room. <laughs> um, some of the attendees uh, to be able to see them try to beatbox is <laughs> going to be a sight that's going to oh, be yeah. <laughs> too good to miss. So, um, okay, so you're going to actually physically be having some people um, beatbox. Um, with those complex rhythms yes. and things like that. So people will get to see how the effect of, you know, a small change kind of throws the music exactly for a loop. Yeah. Is that kind of the general principle behind it? Yeah, and so one of the things that uh, if you've ever listened to a song that it was off the beat, it just sounds like a mess. Mm. And so when you look at the end of a sprint, you're doing your uh, your retros and your reviews, and you look at your burn downs, and it's just a mess. So you can see that visually, but kind of what I hope people take away from it is when they can uh, see it not only visually but they can kind of feel it. That whole concept is you try to feel the beat and feel the rhythm of the, the actual burn down in your sprint and when things get off it's something that should be instinctive that you know. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe this could also be applied to jazz because you have a lot, oh, yeah. of, a lot of time key signature changes mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's really cool. So you... Um, so so talk about your journey to this point. I mean, I, I, my uh, crack research team pulled up that you actually started kind of in graphic design. I did. So uh, what what was the trajectory that has kind of led you down this road to now being here? It's been a roller coaster. Uh, so yeah, I originally went to art school and intended to be a graphic designer. And I went to the Art Institute in Kansas City. And I did that for a year. And I realized, you know, this really isn't my thing so mm-hmm. came back to St. Louis uh, went to Webster University I actually got accepted four days before classes began so uh, I was a procrastinator back then <laughs> uh, so uh, 
I started out there and I started going to film and video. And some friends and I were, the whole plan was after graduation, we're all going to move to LA and work in film and be big shot directors. I didn't really feel that either. So, yeah. um, but I actually worked at Webster as well. Uh, there's a little office that had, um, they check, checked out um, like video cameras and film cameras to students for sure. their projects. And so I was working there and I kind of started getting into the whole internet space and doing design, all that, and kind of led to a, a dot-com job back in the day, which that went under. But some of us got on at Enterprise. And so 14 years later, um, I was doing, uh, basically been a front-end developer for that, that time. And then, so I went through that whole agile transformation. It was a lot, it was pretty painful. I mean, that's not foreign to large companies going through that. So, but the more I started learning about agile and going to conferences and talking to other uh, scrum masters and agile coaches, the more, it really piqued my interest and you just click with me. And so I actively started trying to, you know, put myself in the community, you know, and uh, did some blog posts uh, on Medium about Scrum and hip hop. And then I saw they were looking for uh, presenters for this. So I said, ah, I'll try it. I'll see what happens. And got the email saying you're in. So I was like, oh, well, I guess I need to <laughs> do a presentation now. Yeah. So. Well, um, yeah, so that's interesting. So, so thinking about, you know, what you know now, mm -hmm. and, and I, think, I think everybody, you know, uh, going back even, you know, five, five years or so yeah. with Agile, um, it's like, man, if we would have known that back then. Oh, yeah. So how do you see your principles, you know, maybe the, the, the things that you'll be sharing today in your talk, how would those have uh, positively maybe made uh, the transition at Enterprise your former employer, mm -hmm. uh, more smooth? Uh, what, what things do you think it might have addressed that were painful back then? I think for me, um, I, I wish that I understood that early on. And I, I think that's what a lot of companies struggle with is that Agile isn't something that's just for developers. You just don't throw it at developers and automatically, hey, we're Agile. It's really an entire company has to change their mindset. And I think that's something that we struggled with was the, the management level was, and I, and I don't think that's like something that's just that enterprise struggle with. Um, like management in Agile, they don't really know what are we supposed to be doing? Because it, it basically changes a lot of the responsibility to the team, which the management did before, like metrics and self-organization, that type of thing, and basically monitoring yourself. And, and I, I think, had I known earlier on that it was going to be a larger effort that I should focus not just on the team itself, but be that advocate for Agile within the entire organization, uh, it, it, it's a hard sell, but those conversations have to happen, I think. And that, that's one thing I wish I knew early on rather than looking back and saying, oh, man, that would have been a lot easier if I knew that back then. Yeah, and that all comes back to living rather than just doing. Exactly. I mean, and that, and and and, and I think uh, you know the, I think hip hop has has embraced that concept better than any other genre of music. Oh, yeah. You know, in terms of it's not just a, it's not just a genre of music. It's a whole way of life. Oh yeah. Uh, and and you can see how like brands and things like that have tried to lock on to that. Oh, you yeah. know, ESPN, mm -hmm. you know, has, has, I think, kind of worked its roots in there with, um, you know, with a lot of its its programming and sports and stuff like that, trying yeah. to make that kind of part of a larger lifestyle yeah. um, and other brands. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, the Agile the agile way of life is, is really kind of um, 
is really kind of what we need to get to. It's yeah. not like we're going to just transform. It's more of that. It's 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 kind of like a marriage. I'm yeah. not going to be married. <laughs> I'm transitioning to marriage or married life. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I think one of the, one of the things that's actually my presentation that is a really good representation of the whole change. Uh, I bring up the Beastie Boys when they first started as little kids. They were like a hardcore punk band. I think they were the young Aborigines. They were called. And yeah. I think it was like the, the early '80s, and then they heard. Uh, rap for the first time and they obsessed over it and then next thing you know they're the Beastie Boys and fighting for your right to party yeah and then they changed again um, with this release of the album called Ill Communication and completely changed their sound their style and at the end they became one of the most prolific rap groups on the planet I mean they're very recognizable who they are um, their, their sound but they're constantly evolving yeah and I, I think that's one thing that Azo can bring um but you have to be open to it, and that's that's the biggest thing. Awesome. Well, John, I appreciate you coming on the uh, the podcast today. Thank uh, you. I, I hope your talk goes well today. I'm sure it will. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to get over there and check it out myself because I want to see this. Uh, <laughs> if people if people are interested, um, I, I think this I think this is a is a fantastic uh, and interesting um, um, application of agile. They want to get in t- contact with you, want to talk about it more, want to read more of your stuff. Sure. Uh, want to just reach out to you. How, how might they do that? I'm on Twitter at JukiSTL. Um, you can also find me on LinkedIn. Um, my blog posts are on Medium, so that's also JukiSTL. So that's the easiest way to find me. Um, other than that, uh, my conferences. Yeah. So Juki, that's J-O-O-K-I-E-S-T-L. Correct. Right? Yeah. So that's at Juki STL. Um, you can check them out. Uh, and uh, if you're here at the conference, uh, well, uh, at this point, you're, you're, you, the conference is already over. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm really fascinated. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go check it out. And uh, I appreciate you coming on the podcast with me this morning. No, thanks. I appreciate it. Thanks All for right. having me. Thank you for listening to the Technically Speaking Podcast. Get involved with the show by following us on Twitter at SpeakTech or like our page at Facebook.com slash SpeakTechPodcast. If you have suggestions or questions related to the show or would like to be considered as a future guest, send feedback and inquiries to hey at SpeakTechPodcast.com. I'm Zach Lands, and thank you for listening to the Technically Speaking Podcast.